Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Movie Digest. I'm JQ. And I'm Finn. And this is our Star Trek Into Darkness special. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that was me attempting to do the, the Star Trek <laughs> theme tune there, yeah. You think your world is safe. It is an illusion. Enjoy these final moments of peace. By now, all of you have heard what happened in London. The man who did it is one of our top agents. Your commanders have committed a crime I cannot forgive. None of you are safe. Clear the road! Have I got your attention now? This could just be the beginning. I request permission to go after him. Starfleet is not about vendetta, Kirk. Maybe it should be, sir. Jim, you're not actually going after this guy, are you? I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. I only know what I can do. We're gonna do this, we gotta do it now! We will not fit. We'll fit, we'll fit! I told you we fit. I am not sure that qualifies. I watched you murder innocent men and women. I will make you answer for what you did. You have no idea what you have done. I will walk over your cold corpses. Let's go! We're outgunned. Outnumbered. So we come out shooting. At what? Everything. Star Trek Into Darkness in theaters May 17th. So this uh, special edition of the Movie Digest is because we have literally just come back from a screening of Star Trek Into Darkness. We haven't spoken a word <laughs> since we got back. We just walked in silence back from the cinema to the office. I just want you to know how hard that was for me because all I wanted to do <laughs> was just chat since just we say. left it. So it's like sitting on a live volcano. <laughs> Little reference there to the oh. film. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm glad we've actually got a bit of time to deconstruct. So what did you think? I'm going to return the question and ask you first because I, I want to know brilliant. what you think. I loved it as well. Yeah. I thought it was really, really good. I thought actually the trailer doesn't give anything away. We can come on to that later on because, <laughs> yeah. We'll oh, come before on to that later we must preface this, is there's going to be spoilers throughout this whole thing. So we're going to talk about it. If you haven't seen it, stop listening now because we'll tell you yeah. exactly what's going on. This isn't like what we normally do where we try and tiptoe around the key plot points in order to tell mm -hmm. you something. Like we will literally be going in depth yeah. into the film. So if you haven't seen it, please stop now and save it and listen to this at a later date when you have seen the movie. Yeah. There we go. Warning out of the way. Yeah. So what was I talking about? Uh, you were talking about how you felt the trailer had not given that much of the plot away. I don't think it did. Really did it? I disagree. Really? I actually felt, yeah, because there's... I think it's because I'd watched the trailer so many times, but uh, I was like, um, I because I remembered what was in the trailer, I was waiting for those bits to happen. Yeah. So I knew 
what was going to happen at the end because <laughs> I'd seen the trailer. You see the the Enterprise. Yeah, but you of, thought it was the Enterprise that fell into the sea. Not, no, I didn't not think the so. other one. No, didn't no, no, you? no. Because no, no, you know the Enterprise is going to be fine at the end. So, well, they rebuilt it, didn't they? Yeah. Well, repaired it. They didn't rebuild it. So, so the basic premise of the film is dun, 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 it's Khan. It's Khan. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that, that's not actually revealed until a little bit later on. So it. Yeah, just to kind of recap over the story, it's That's takes the big place, thing, isn't it? Though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it takes place a, a number of years after the first film. The one thing about the plot, it did feel like that it's all in one day. Yeah, kind of. Mm. Um, and that it was like certain things happened only for them to be um, disregarded moments later. Like you know, the whole episode at the start where they go to that planet and uh, Kurt yeah. breaks protocol to save yeah. Spock. And then as soon as he comes back, he's reprimanded and loses his position. Yeah. Then about eight minutes later, Pine <laughs> dies and yeah. he's reinstated back as the captain of the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. I, just, I felt like, oh, well, what's he going to learn from that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're bad. You're punished. Oh, you're back on board. Um, Did you, a bit of Star Trek trivia, I'm not sure you're aware of, that Captain Pike is the original captain from the pilot. Ah, right, okay. There's an episode where there's a guy in a sort of big black wheelchair thing. Do you remember that from the original no, series? No, no, no. Basically, they would just want an excuse to rehash some of the footage from the pilot. Wow. So they wrote him into another episode oh, using no footage from the pilot where the, he was like Stephen Hawkins, paralysed, and he couldn't say anything. So they just went into his dreams. You'll never the Star Trek command. Yeah, they yeah. couldn't um, talk to him. So I was probably really... I apologise to anybody that's a massive <laughs> Steve Hawkins fan. Let's say Captain Pike was paralysed, couldn't talk. So they use the pilot episode footage as dreams that they can access. Ah, which is quite clever. So that's where that's Pike comes cool. from. Did, did you have? Did you know that Khan was going to be in this? There was always rumours. I knew there were rumours, but as soon as it was, he was cast as John Harkness, and John it was meant to be. He was meant to maybe be this character from like a really weird episode yeah. or something. I, I, I kind of bought that foolishly. I mean, yeah. But in doing that. When he did reveal Khan, yeah. I was like crapping my pants. I was like, oh, this is amazing. As soon as he mentioned his sort of cryogenic friends, I was like, ah, oh, he's going to be Khan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheeky bugger. <laughs> One thing that I did really like about the film was that they, they did reference quite a lot of the original things from the original Wrath of Khan. Yeah, a um, lot. <laughs> yeah, lots and lots and lots. N- not least uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's character, but... Yeah. Um, there's like the little at the end when mm-hmm. uh, when Kirk's kind of got his hand up to the door. That's was that from, actually from that film because I know it was in a film, but I can't remember. Yeah, it's from one. Wrath of Khan, but right. it's the other way around because yep. it's Spock that sacrifices himself for the crew mm-hmm. rather than Kirk in this one. Yeah, they're going to lead on to the journey home. What, you, what was it? What was the fifth one? No, no, no. It's uh, number three is uh, Search for search Spock. Spock. That's it. Yeah, I thought it was going to be the, the search, search for Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, it, also the bit as well where he where Spock shouts Khan. Mm as well but he loved doing yeah. that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no as I, I I thought the story it was good mm. I I thought it was a little bit predictable in, in, in the way that they told it because there were so many of the things the way that they set plays up you knew yeah. what was going to happen I thought the chick the blonde chick was going to be a bad girl in cahoots with Khan with Khan I thought that initially as well yeah. But then when it was revealed fairly quickly that she was the commander's daughter, you, yeah. you knew that it was she was going to be a goodie. Cop. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you know, like when they're trying to kill Khan and yep. get um, Kirk and Ahura back. <laughs> well, when they're trying to get them back on board and Khan wants them to transport all the stuff, yep. all the torpedoes. the torpedoes with the people inside them back yep. to his ship, 
you knew what was going to happen yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, and you knew that Kirk was going to save the ship and get the thing in time and all yeah. that kind of thing. But at the same time, like it's a blockbuster film, you know, yeah. it, I, as, as that goes, yeah. it's definitely a really excellent summer blockbuster movie. Definitely. A great piece of popcorn cinema. I think as well, if you're about 12 or 13 years old, this has the potential to be your favourite film of all time. Like Possibly. it's one of those films that's yeah. just, you would get so wrapped up in it if you'd never seen anything like this before. Yeah. But yeah. What did you make of the actual performances of all the individual cast members? I thought they were all really good. Apart from the blonde girl was a little bit... I Alice thought, Eve. Yeah, I thought her whole character was a bit weak. It was a bit redundant, but then she's... There yeah, it was it. kind of a plot point, but wasn't she just went, oh, hello, I'm on the ship now. Yeah. Which is a bit disappointing. It kind of glossed And no one questioned it either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is a bit strange. If I was there, I would have been like, you're right, straight in the brig because you're probably not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I thought it is, it is good to see, like... I felt this from the first film as well, but like I think it's been so well cast in that, um, you know, Carl Urban playing Bones, I think is brilliant yeah, casting. Zachary Quinto, you could not have picked anyone right. better to play Spock. And Spock's cameo is good as well. Again, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought that was a bit redundant. I didn't really see what they were trying to say with that. I think it's just to tie it in with the original Khan and probably just to get him in there again, really. Yeah, what before he dies. Exactly. Why have they not got Shatner in there yet? Oh, you, can't, you couldn't have Shatner in there, could you? Really? I, I think it'd be cool to see him in there. If you're mm. going to bring back Spock, bring back Shatner. Yeah. Well, Spock's okay because he's... Oh, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually quite pleased as well that... And you're going to say this is predictable, but I was so pleased that Scotty had a bigger role in this one yeah. as well. How was his accent in this one? I, I actually thought, and I was going to say this as a yeah. point, I think his accent's improved since the last film. And his hairdo's improved in that. It's yeah. clearly a wig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks more like... Um, What's his name? Scotty Duggan. That was the original Scotty. Uh, um, Doohan. Uh, Michael Doohan. Jim, Jim Doohan. James Doohan. James Doohan, that's yeah. it. He looks more like James Doohan, um, I thought. Because in the first one, he his accent was okay. Yeah. But in this one, it was a lot more consistent. Yeah. And he... Apparently his wife is Glaswegian. Yeah, but, but he doesn't he speak going, like a Glaswegian. No, he's going for Edinburgh. Yeah, he sounds... To me, this is really boring. <laughs> to me, he sounds more like somewhere like Stirling, which is almost equidistant between Glasgow and Edinburgh because he's got a few of the little East Coast twangs. Right. But the bulk of his accent sounds much more Glaswegian West Coast. Right. So he sounds like he's maybe from Stirling okay. or Falkirk or something like that. <laughs> around about. Fair enough. Um, is, is it ever revealed where he's actually from? I'm sure it's in the literature somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. yeah. There must be something in there. Yeah, I, I thought Scotty was great in this. And it was the cool. comedy in there was brilliant. Is it all but, in the right place? Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's all at the right point to kind of contrast the kind of yeah. sadder scenes of it and, and stuff. And it wasn't quite, it was funny, but it wasn't quite as ridiculous as the first film. Because you know how when um, when Kirk in the first film gets inoculated, yeah. and he's got like the bloated hands. Yeah, and yeah. I thought that was a little bit too Tom right. and Jerry or something yeah, yeah. for the tone of the film. But uh, yeah, I, I like the tone of this one an awful lot better. So where do you think they'll go from here then? Boldly. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking for that one, wasn't I? Um, well, Klingons possibly. I mean, the, do you think got the whole of the universe? And that was that was one thing that I loved about the first film because what they're essentially doing is Restarting. taking it right back to the start, creating an alternate parallel yeah. universe where they That's can literally do anything. That's when I rewatched it again. It was like, oh, we're in an alternate reality now. 
There's a couple of lines in there I thought it was a bit strange. You wouldn't kind of say that because you're just in your universe, verse, your own timeline. You don't think of other well, timelines. Yeah, but they kind of had to address that because Spock lives in both. There's two different Spocks. Yeah, but they reacted to it like, oh yeah, it's perfectly normal to have a different timeline. <laughs> Yet in the original films, is it Star Trek Four: The Journey Home? Where they remember. first do time travel they slingshot around the sun and that's the first time they go oh can we time travel oh, okay, didn't yeah. know we could do that yeah. so it would be unexpected for them to be so calm with it do that, yeah. what did you make of Benedict Cumberbatch as Khan awesome I thought he was phenomenal because the thing I'm is better at what <laughs> everything <laughs> he was I don't know if he was like channeling some sort of crossover between General Zod and Hans Gruber. I, I was just going to say Hans Gruber. He, he had, but he had the intensity of Alan Rickman from Die Hard and mm. that kind of callousness to his character. Mm. But he also, it, it was so weird because like he, to look at him, like his physique isn't much, but yeah. you genuinely believed he was some sort of super soldier. It yeah. was absolutely incredible. And the intensity that he had when he was delivering half the lines, like the one where he's in the, the isolation chamber. Yeah. And he's got his back turned to Kirk and Spock and he's telling the story of, of his people. Yeah. And he's got the tear coming down, but there's such a ferocity between, behind his eyes. I just yeah. thought it was incredible. Yeah, he's very good. And the whole scene where he single-handedly like decks all those Klingons yeah. seemed believable that one guy could take on all these people, you know? Yeah. And the fact that he can do all these, you know, like 30 meter jumps. And yeah. um, I love the bit where Kirk was trying to like, deck him to death yeah. and he was just taking it like <laughs> it was like is that all you've got kind of thing yeah that was brilliant thought he was great absolutely amazing do you think he'll be back at some point because obviously he's not dead at the end of Star Trek he's cryogenically frozen if when the uh, door closed and his eyes opened up yeah that would have been too obvious for yeah, me though I'm glad yeah. they didn't do that I don't know someone would have to wake him up wouldn't they yeah that's true but they haven't why have they not killed him if they know how dangerous they are well would you kill someone if they're in a cryogenic chamber? If he was hell-bent on destroying <laughs> our entire planet, probably yes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Yeah, we'll wait and see. I was digging back out again. <laughs> have there been any plans for already for making I the next one in the series? Because neither have I, because obviously he'll be taken yeah. up with Star Wars for yeah. the next little while. It might be enough for another three Are you years. praying for the ultimate fanboy crossover movie, Star Trek versus <laughs> Star Wars? <laughs> Trek Wars. Trek Wars, that would be amazing. Or just Star Stars. He's not going to have any of the cast of Star Trek in Star Wars. Okay. Um, he's already said that, so. But he, there's not a huge amount of recurring cast that he uses, J.J. Abrams, is there? I mean, are, there might be perif characters, but there's nobody that's been in, like, Fringe and Lost and um, uh, Star you know, Trek. Did you the guy on the bridge with the bald guy on the bridge? The one that looked a bit like me. Yeah. He, <laughs> it, that was a nod towards the um, observers and Fringe, I reckon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But again, like that's not that's not an out and out thing. No, you know, no. using the same casting and stuff like that. No, but they wouldn't use any cast members from Star Wars and Star Trek. That's true. Yeah, I mean contractually they probably couldn't. Probably not. Yeah, it's Universal and Fox and Disney and everything else. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Things, yeah, yeah, yeah. So going back to last week's episode about film sets, I rewatched Star Trek two thousand nine. Mm -hmm. The thing that really annoyed me was the inside of the spaceship in the engineering deck was clearly a factory. 
that was built in Victorian times because <laughs> you could see these cast iron columns with rivets in them. Yeah. No one would make ever make a spaceship out of cast iron columns with rivets. Um, well, because it would be too dense. Or too heavy. And yeah. no one builds spaceships with it now. Yeah. Even if they could, if there was no problems with, you know, lifting the weight up into space, you wouldn't, you, nothing is constructed with cast iron columns. Yeah. And it looked like barrels from a brewery. Yeah. In, in two of the, because half the stuff looked really amazing, like on the bad guy's ship, but on the Enterprise just looked... It was clearly a factory. Yeah. And they fixed that with this one. So the sets were much, much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. They were really good. What did you feel with all the lens flare stuff? I know it's J.J. Abrams' signature stuff. They calmed down on that stuff. a lot. Yeah. Compared to the first one. There were still bits of it, though, that were like, you know, it's almost like you feel like you're having a seizure watching yeah, it. It didn't really bother me. Quite a, lot, the, a lot of the action sequences that happen where there's a lot of stuff on the bridge. Yeah. That's like pff, lens flare yeah. central. Did you notice yeah. the continuity errors? No. There was quite a few. Oh, were there? Okay. Yeah, there was a shot where the Klingons come out and you see them walk up to the top of the steps and you see them stop walking and it cuts to the inside of the ship and you see them do the same action again. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and there's a few, there's a few bits like that I noticed. I didn't really notice that much wrong with it, to be honest. Also, Klingons. It yeah. was so cool to see the Klingons yeah. in this as well. They're pretty badass. They, it, that must be some sort of plot point for the next one. It's of got course. to be... Yeah. Yeah, the war with the Klingons and they look like Predators kind of as well which is quite cool that's what I thought yeah. as well because um, the thing is I know they're meant to be like one of the biggest foes of the the, the Starship yeah. fleet but from watching the TV series growing up they all just they never looked as badass it's because they couldn't I didn't do think. anything are you talking about the 60s or the Next generation. I, I mean, both of them. Oh. Like, cause I know you had uh, is it War Worf? Yeah. In in he was supposed to be in the last Star Trek. What was he? Yeah, as a Klingon, but um, I think they cut it out. But um, I I'm glad that they made them look more badass. The Predator. That's exactly what I thought when I saw them. So I'm kind of excited to see what will happen with yeah, that. That'd be good. And also as well, at the end of the film, you know, that's them basically they're leaving Earth behind. This is going to be the start of a five year yeah. journey into space. I it was good that most of it was set on Earth. Yeah. In London and everything else and all the old stuff that they kept in like the old buildings and when they're in San Francisco running around they see they still see the tram cars and everything yeah 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 which of course all that's still going to be there exactly in, what is it 2259 I, I didn't pay attention to the yeah so if St Paul's has been there nearly a thousand years it's still going to be there in 200 years time isn't it yeah 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 um, the science some of the stuff was a bit odd like when the ship was falling into space and the gravity kept going weird yeah because they have on board gravity they had no power, so they would have been floating around. And when you're yeah. falling to Earth, there is no gravity. So you're falling at the same rate as the ship. So even the, the, while they were running on the sides of the walls and all that, that looked cool, but it wouldn't happen in real life because you'd just be falling, free-falling at the same speed. Mm. So that was a bit weird. Um, I thought the bit that I never get is when the ship's destroyed in space, like it cut, cut apart by yeah. the other bigger enterprise ship that was that was going after starfleet ship that was going after them obviously they're the people at the point of incident yeah. get sucked it into space yeah but why does the rest of the ship not follow suit um unless you've got some sort of way of, of blocking the doors but then obviously if the hull is breached they can't they can't not every door in the ship surely is designed to withstand the force of space yes it's only a vacuum it's not a massive amount of different pressure and they'd have deflector shields that come up like when you see the back of the ship and they fly straight into it yeah. the doors are open yeah 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 so that's can, true there's true. like a shield that goes through I'm sure there's something on some Star Trek encyclopedia that explains all this sort of stuff yeah but yeah the why would the thing inside the reactor fallen over there's no damage anywhere else 
Yeah, that's true. That, 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 that kind of annoyed me, actually. Yeah. To get in. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There was that. Why couldn't he just put a radiation suit on? Yeah. Because they had them in the medical bay, didn't they? Yeah. As <laughs> they got him the first time. I think the point that Scotty was trying to make, though, was that it was too superior a field of radiation, like it would have gone through the thing. But then if they've got suits that can make you withstand lava. Yeah. So there's a few things in there. Yeah. Um, all those little... The warp core basically generates electricity but electricity doesn't power thrusters that physically burn stuff out to lift the ship up. So there's things like that that was a bit weird. This is getting really nerdy, isn't it? <laughs> Nerds! <laughs> um, the guns were different because they had like red on the front if they were going to kill and then blue on the front if it was going to stun. Stun, yeah. But they didn't have the blue bit on this one. Oh, okay. When they're all set to stun all the people in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just set on... It was just grey, there was no colour on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a few weird things, but overall, I thought it was quite good. Special effects, did you like them all? Yeah, I did. I, th- I thought they were really good. I mean, I think it that's CGI done well. Yeah. I think, because like, if you look back at some of the Star Wars films the from the, the later trilogy, yeah, some of the stuff was just a bit hokey. But I mean, again, it, so much has advanced from what, 99 or yeah. 98, whenever really. it was. Yeah, it's well, long, almost 15 yeah. since it... Um, so it's come on leaps and bounds, but I think J.J. Abrams does enough with the CGI to make it look realistic enough. I think they film it better because with Star Wars, it's all shot in a studio. Yeah. I think they must have filmed stuff, still green screen, but outside. So it's got sunlight on them rather yeah. than studio sunlight. Studio lights and were. stuff. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that's, I think that's, whether the um, ship was underwater was a bit weird at the start. Yeah. I don't know why they would put that in there because it's not in any of the other series. Very strange. Should we go through some of the trivia on IMDb? Yeah, go for it. Screenwriters Robert Orsi Orsi, and Alex Kurtzman explained... (laughs) Do you want to try that one again? (laughs) ...that the dilemma for the sequel was whether to pit the crew against another villain or to have an exploration sci-fi plot where the unknown and nature of itself is somehow an adversary, like in the first Star Trek. So like a big and omnipotent thing, Vija. Do they mean the original first Star Trek? Not not J.J. Trek's The motion picture. Right, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Benicio de Toro was in early talks with the role of John Harrison. Ah. Yeah, but eventually declined due to monetary issues. He wanted more. I can't really imagine him cast as Khan. Damien Bierschi, Edgar Ramirez and Jordi Mola were considered afterwards before Benedict Cumberbatch was finally cast. So it sounds like people that looked a bit like... Khan. Who's Khan? Uh, I can't remember. I, that is unforgivable. I can't remember the guy that played him in the original one. Disgusting. That guy, uh, Ramirez, was in... Uh, was he in Planet Terror? He's the main know. guy from Planet Terror, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, the, the Mexican dude <coughs> with, uh, with all the guns and stuff like that. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch recorded his screen test at his best friend's kitchen using an iPhone. No way. <laughs> How Star Trek is that? Mm. Of all the titles proposed for the film, including many joke titles, Damon Lindoff preferred Star Trek Transformers 4. <laughs> <laughs> it's technically available. We can go there. <laughs> I um, I think I would have preferred one of the ones from the Alan Partridge movie. Star Trek Colossal Velocity. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Uh, as a cameo, Christopher Dewan, the son of original Scotty James Dewan, makes a cameo appearance in the film as a transport officer alongside the current Scotty Simon Pegg. He's the guy that had a little monocle thing on his eyes. No way. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Michael Dorn, who had played the Klingon Starfleet Lieutenant Worf, was contacted for a role during the start of filming and was asked to play an officer. Eventually, the filmmakers decided that they didn't want to mix the old with the new. Yeah, they had Leonard Nimoy in there. Yeah. 
Well, no, that's the original Star Trek, not Enterprise. Oh, right, okay, okay, so, okay. But um, Michael Dorn was in one of the Star Trek films as a Klingon. What, the as one, War? No, as War's grandfather. Oh, right, okay. Where It's the one where Kirk is on that ice planet and he's stuck with that I literally can't remen- remember anything after three Star Trek three. Jeez. Oh, oh apart from, what's the one with the wheels that was dreadful? Five, Jamie yeah, Home. That was bad. <laughs> it must have been six then. John Harrison gives James T. Kirk the space coordinates 23, 17, 46, 11. These are the coordinates seen in the original Star Trek series episode Space Seed. Mm. Sounds like a porno. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it for uh, trivia. Oh, okay. So there you go. Have you heard about the guy that's actually trying to build an Enterprise? No. <laughs> it's like a modern day Noah's Ark. Yeah. It, it, they, it obviously, not exactly the same as a ship, but they're going to use the big disc at the front as like a gravity wheel. Yeah. So inside it spins around, so you've got normal gravity. Now, like in um, 2001, the big circle thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you spin something around like that, it's like a salad spinner and it wants to push everything out to the sides. Ah, okay. So you can walk on the ceiling if it spins at the right speed. <laughs> Then some iron engines in the top and some nuclear reactors in the where the engines are in the ship and a laser on it so they can fire it down into asteroids and stuff. That's amazing. Yeah, it's I can't remember the website address, but it's um it's like build the enterprise or something like that. And they reckon they can do it by twenty forty or something like that. What? Yeah. I need to get on board with that. Yeah. That'd it's be amazing. Crazy. I think I've exhausted myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's as much as we're probably gonna squeeze out. Yeah. It was good. Go and watch it. It was excellent. I really, really enjoyed it. And I think you will too. If you've not seen it yet, what are you doing? Go and get some tickets right now. (laughs) So that's it for this special bumper edition of the Movie Digest Does Star Trek. I've been JQ. And I've been Finn. Goodbye. Live long and prosper. Oh, God. (laughs) 